folks. Welcome to the What Are Poems podcast, the only poetry podcast not seeped in pretension. Um, my brother got me a new podcasting microphone for Christmas. He sent it in the mail because of COVID-19. Can't really uh, exchange gifts if you live in different areas or you risk uh, giving the deep cough to your father and killing him. So uh, he sent it by mail. I received it. I haven't set it up yet, so I'm still working on the old mic, but I but I feel down the road we're going to have a real professional sound here, you know? Maybe then, maybe once I get this new mic and uh, all set up and we have a, we have my voice coming through, maybe the uh, podcast will be seeped in pretension. Uh, we won't be working with the hokey dokey boy we got now. What happened since Christmas? Uh, I started working at the Cinnabon. Uh, as you know, bars and restaurants in Pennsylvania, I don't know if you know this, you might be listening in uh, Michigan. And if I had a fan in Michigan, uh, God bless you, and uh, I hope you're from Battle Axe, and I hope, uh, I hope uh, you call Bob Seger the Detroit Muscle, as I do. Nickname I came up for him uh, by myself one night while listening to Bob Seger and drinking Miller Lite, not Coors Light, I know he's part of the Silver Bullet Band, but... Coors Light tastes like perfume to me, so I stick with the uh, the MLs. What the hell was I saying here? Oh, so I'm working at this Cinnabon, you know. In life, in life, you'll have dreams, ambitions. Uh, since I've been around 15 years old, I've always dreamt of a project I'm going to do. This project would make me famous, make it so I wouldn't have to work in a Cinnabon. I could just sort of ruminate on my ideas all day. But uh, my brother who sent me the podcast, Mike, always very supportive. I remember a couple years ago I was writing a science fiction fantasy epic. And I said to him, Michael, do you think this will be the thing that gets me famous? Do you think this will be the thing that gets me out of the monotony of everyday life? And he said, no, nothing's worked so far. Which, I mean, supportive, helped me, uh, helped me make the science fiction fantasy epic. But uh, also was brutally honest in saying, no, th this won't be the thing. Maybe men from Wooksburg aren't meant to make science fiction fantasy epics. But the point is I'm working at the Cinnabon now, and uh, most of the kids that work at Cinnabon are that just that kids. Uh, they, they're around uh, anywhere from 17 to 21. And uh, I'm standing there, and this kid said, Hey, buddy, uh, what, what high school did you graduate from? So I told him. He said, uh, maybe we know some of the same people. I said, I doubt it. I graduated in 2005. He said, 2005? How old are you? I said, I'm 34. To which then a girl who was coming around the corner with a, with a, with a tray of pastries gasped. She audibly gasped that I was 34 years old. It frightened her. Later on in the shift, because uh, I felt that now I was old and decrepit and some kind of criminal for having uh, aged to the age I've aged at, I uh, was going to pull down my mask, and I said, just so everyone knows, I have a mustache. Uh, there's a mustache under this mask. I don't want to pull it down and freak everyone out. And instead of being like, oh, no, it's cool you have a mustache, they were all just sort of like, thank you for telling us. Today's poet is Billy Collins. Uh, he was a uh, – he's something uh, He's something that we're going to enjoy, I think. We're going to, uh, we're going to enjoy this. So uh, stay tuned, folks, and Billy Collins – We'll be coming up next. And we're back. 
William James Collins, born on March 22nd, 1941, the year that the, uh, the Americans entered the war, the World War, the World War II, the sequel to the War to End All Wars, is an American poet appointed as Poet Laureate of the United States from 2001 to 2003. He's a distinguished professor at Lehman College of the City University of New York. He retired in 2016. Collins was recognized as a literary lion of the New York Public Library and selected as a New York State poet for 2004 through 2006. In 2016, Collins was inducted into the American Academy of Arts and Letters. As of 2020, he's a teacher in the MFA program at Stony Brook, Southampton. Dubbed the most popular poet in America by Bruce Weber in the New York Times, Billy Collins is famous for conversational, witty poems that welcome readers with humor, but often slipped into quirky, tender, profound observations on the everyday reading and writing and poetry itself. Collins was born in Manhattan to William and Catherine Collins, who grew up in Queens and White Plains. Williams was born to a large family from Ireland and Catherine from Canada. A Canadian mother. Not a lot of people have those if you're not from Canada. Dan Aykroyd, Canadian mother. Peter Jennings, Canadian mother. Alex Trebek, Canadian mother. So Canadian mothers raise Canadian sons who come to America and don't forget their Canadian mothers. His mother... Catherine Collins was a nurse who stopped working to raise the couple's only child. Mrs. Collins had the ability to recite verses on almost any subject, which she often did, and cultivated in her young son the love of words both written and spoken. You know, uh, I think I was listening to, uh, to a podcast that Martin Short was talking, and he was saying that his mother was like a, was an opera singer, and his father was also in the arts. I think there's a lot of art up there in Canada. And uh, they just shoot it on, like, tape. They just shoot it on old VHS. So when we see it here in the States, in our, uh, in our HD world, we're like, what the hell was that all about? But I feel like Canadian Canada, Canada, Canada could be a great epicenter for art if, uh, if there wasn't this need to go to, to, uh, to, to the middle of California there and, uh, and perform for all the, the tanned people with their baby oil. They relax on the beach. They come from uh, they come from Connecticut. They have money. They say, "Daddy, I want to go to California." They go to California, and at first they burn because they're so pale like the snow. And then they put on the the baby oil, and the burning stops. And then they're Instagram models. Which I mean, if you put Instagram in front of anything, you're not anything. You know what I mean? A model's a model. If you're an Instagram model, are you really a model? If you're an Instagram filmmaker, are you really a filmmaker? Are you part of the brand? You know what I mean? What's that all about? Think about that. He attends high school in White Plains and receives a BA in English from the College of Holy Cross in 1963. He received his MA and PhD in Romantic Poetry from the University of California, Riverside. So obviously he's living some sort of privileged life because who, uh, who goes in 63 to... 63 to the universe, UCLA, right? No, that's whatever. To California and says, uh, you know, I'm going to major in romantic poetry. So there's going to be jobs after that. So he must have a fallback plan. doesn't say here that he's privileged, but it seems like if you're, uh, if you're, if you're going to school for romantic poetry, you're, you're going to be all right. You can, you can go back and live in your parents' uh, basement. You don't got to work in the factory. You don't got to be a Bruce Springsteen song. Down the river. Down to the river we pray. Uh, how come Bruce Springsteen's songs, everyone's a factory worker or sometimes a, a race car driver? That's it. You're either working in a factory 
I need more, though. Later on, Bruce starts writing about cowboys. Should we do a Bruce Springsteen episode? I wonder, because he's from Jersey, and I think it's just men in their 70s. They kind of get obsessed with this idea of the cowboy. Like, oh, I should have been a cowboy. It's like, well, you're from Jersey. You grew up in the 60s. You don't need to become a cowboy. But Bruce now used to be a factory worker, you know? Got his union card. That, and then uh, then the race, the race car drivers, you know? The kids call him Jimmy the same. And now he's just, like, writing about cowboys. He's just, and he doesn't sound, I mean, I'm a Bruce fan, but he does not. I saw him on SNL, and, uh, and uh, my girlfriend was watching it with me, and she says, who's that, who's that old gypsy lady next to him? I said, that's a little Steven Van Zandt. I said, none of them look too good. The E Street Band, uh, they're looking a little nursing homey. They're still rocking. The song was fine. Bruce didn't sound great. The song was fine. But uh, I said, yeah, that's little Steven Van Zandt. He does look like an old gypsy woman. I said, that's Nils Lofgren. She said, who? I said, a Harry Potter character. <laughs> oh, Christ. Uh, Billy Collins, he's a professor at Riverside. Uh, his professors at Riverside included Victorian scholar and poet Robert Peters. There he came under the influence of contemporary poets like Carl Shapiro, who I read a little bit about. Seems interesting. In 1975, Collins founded the Mid-Atlantic Review with his friends Walter Blanco and Steve Bailey. Over the years, the U.S. Poetry Magazine has awarded Collins several prizes in recognition of poems they publish. See, this is what I'm always saying about poems. You'll, you'll just get a prize if you, write a, if you write enough poems. If you become big enough, they just give you prizes. Like the U.S. Poetry Magazine... They've awarded him several prizes. There's always prizes for poetry. There's not a lot of prizes. What do you got? You got prizes, a prize fight. So it's like a Vander Holyfield and Billy Collins can win prizes now. Nobody else is, win, is trying to win prizes. On game shows, I guess. That's everyday Americans. But I'm talking in the, in the, in the spectrum of, of, of things beyond us. It's simply, uh, it's simply poets and boxers that can win a prize. In 2005, Collins was the first annual recipient of its Mark Twain Prize of, for Humor and Poetry. He has received fellowships from the National Endowment of the Arts, the New York Foundation of the Arts, and in 1993 from the John Simon Guggenheim Foundation. One of his most critically acclaimed works, Fishing on the Susquehanna in July, has been added to the preserved works of the United States Native American Literary Registry as being deemed a culturally significant poem. The poem has been included on national advanced placement exams for high school students. In 2012, Collins appears as himself in an episode of the PBS animated series, Martha Speaks. I watched that over the quarantine. It's about a dog who talks. Uh, way better than Peterific and Pinkalicious, wherever that show was. That, that was crap. PBS Kids Program, I'm going to tell you, I don't call a lot of things crap either. But I watched this Peterific and Pinkalicious show, and I said to my girlfriend, I'm drinking my coffee, I'm watching the show, I said, this is crap, Peter, Peterlicious and Pinkerific, or whatever the hell it's called. She said, stop watching it, it's for kids. I thought to myself, Christ, all right. Martha Speaks wasn't bad, though. Uh, Collins is on the editorial board at the Elastic Quarterly Review. Most recently, he contributed to the 30th Anniversary Edition. He's on the advisory board of the Southern Review and is similarly named in other journals. During the stay-at-home confinement period necessitated by the COVID-19 pandemic, beginning in March 2020, Collins, like many other art, others in the arts, appears daily on Facebook Live offering his art to a worldwide audience, reading poems, and talking about poetry. He's married to a lady named Diane Albright, an architect, and later settled in Westchester County, New York. The couple then divorces. So he's a single guy, and as of 2008, he moved from New York to Winter Park, Florida. 
to be with Susanna Gilman, his fiance and attorney. All right, Collins and Gilman. Collins and Gilman married on the July 21st, 2019 in Southampton's New York. Collins' level of fame is almost unprecedented in the world of contemporary poetry. His readings regularly sell out. This guy's got a TED Talk, by the way. I was looking up uh, something to, uh, to play for you, and he's got a TED Talk, so, you know, he's TED Talking. He served two terms as a U.S. Poet Laureate from 2001 to 2003, was New York State Poet Laureate from 2004 to 2006, and is a regular guest on the national public radio programs. NPR, baby, out there. In 2002, his U.S. Poet Laureate Collins was asked to write a poem commemorating the first anniversary of the fall of the Twin Towers at the World Trade Center on September 11th. The reading was in front of the joint sessions of Congress held outside of Washington, D.C. And just a thought on Congress right now. They shouldn't be getting free poetry readings. Do your fucking job. I'm, uh, I've had a couple of cup of coffees today, but I gotta say that. Congress, if you're listening, if you're listening out there in Battle Axe, Michigan, call your congressman. Tell him we want Bob Seeger in there if you're not gonna do your job. He'll get it done. Bob Seeger for congressman. Here is uh, Billy Collins' poem, Fishing on the Susquehanna. I chose this because I live in Wilkesbury, and the river has forever threatened my life. They got the flood bridges up now, by the way. Can't go down Market Street. So if you live in Wilkes-Barre, the Market Street Bridge is closed till July 4th. Please use the Pier Street Bridge to cross the river. Here we are, Billy Collins. I have never been fishing on the Susquehanna, or on any river for that matter, to be perfectly honest. Not in July or any month had I had the pleasure, if it is a pleasure, of fishing on the Susquehanna. I am more likely to be found in a quiet room like this one, a painting of a woman on the wall a bowl of tangerines on the table, trying to manufacture the sensation of fishing on the Susquehanna. There is little doubt that others have been fishing on the Susquehanna, rowing upstream in a wooden boat, sliding the oars under the water, then raising them to drop them in the light. But the nearest I have ever come to fishing on the Susquehanna was one afternoon in a museum in Philadelphia, when I balanced a little egg of time in front of a painting in which that river curled around a bend. Under a blue cloud-ruffled sky, dense trees along the banks, and a fellow with a red bandana. Sitting in a small, green, flat-bottomed boat, holding the thin whip of a pole. There is something I am unlikely, unlikely ever to do, I remember, saying to myself and the person next to me. Then I blinked and moved on to other American scenes of haystacks, water whitening over rocks, even one of a brown hair who seems so wired with alertness I imagined him springing right out of the frame. Here's my poem. So, uh, sorry, that's the end of his poem. Here's my poem, which is taken from real life. Which I'll read after. Let's hear Billy Collins uh, speak a little. Shall we? Shall we have Billy Collins speak a little? Shall we hear him? You know, we'll take another break. After this, I'll return with Billy Collins, and we'll read my poem. Shitting in the Susquehanna River. All right, folks, here's Billy Collins at the uh, City Arts and Lectures series, San Francisco, California. And uh, he about three minutes long. Uh, here we go. I'm going to read a poem, read a few more, a poem um, about what American children tend to do in the summer often. It's called The Lanyard, and um, it's a poem 
I guess with it, you know, what does what most poets tend to do, which is if you want to write something, write about a topic that's rather large, um, you choose uh, kind of a, an image as a point of, point of entry um, rather than taking on the topic um, in a, front, a frontal way. So, the lanyard. The other day, as I was ricocheting slowly off the pale blue walls of this room, bouncing from typewriter to piano, from bookshelf to an envelope lying on the floor, I found myself in the L section of the dictionary where my eyes fell upon the word lanyard. No cookie nibbled by a French novelist could send one more suddenly into the past, a past where I sat at a workbench at a camp by a deep Adirondack lake, learning how to braid thin plastic strips into a lanyard, a gift for my mother. I had never seen anyone use a lanyard or wear one if that's what you did with them, but that did not keep me from crossing strand over strand again and again until I had made a boxy red and white lanyard for my mother. She gave me life and milk from her breasts, and I gave her a lanyard. <laughs> she nursed me in many a sick room, lifted teaspoons of medicine to my lips, set cold face cloths on my forehead, and then led me out into the airy light and taught me to walk and swim, and I in turn presented her with a lanyard. Here are thousands of meals, she said, and here is clothing and a good education. And here is your lanyard, I replied, which I made with a little help from a counselor. Here is a breathing body and a beating heart strong legs, bones, and teeth, and two clear eyes to read the world, she whispered. And here, I said, is the lanyard I made at camp. And here, I wish to say to her now, is a smaller gift, not the archaic truth that you can never repay your mother, but the rueful admission that when she took the two-tone lanyard from my hands, I was as sure as a boy could be that this useless, worthless thing I wove out of boredom would be enough to make us even. That's cute, wasn't it? I did, the two-time poet, poet laureate of the United States, and I, and I thought it was cute. My poem seems a little coarse here because his was funny and, uh, and bright, and uh, I feel like I read his poem about the Susquehanna River all wrong now. Because he's sort of bright and light and nice. Anyway, here's my poem. It's from real life. The time I shit in the Susquehanna River. Uh, shitting in the Susquehanna in December. An ode to Billy Collins. Here we go. I had eaten Subway a few hours before. And I had to shit. Only problem was the car was broken down. My friend Kerr, yes Kerr, had shit on the side of an animal hospital. The same Subway exploding from his ass. I opted for the more mystical route. I shit in the Susquehanna. 
I walked up the abandoned overpass, the December wind burning my face as I shit down into the river from above. Plop, plop. The shit hit the river. And that's not the worst thing to happen to that river. Or the worst thing in it. They say there are rusted out automobiles. There are dead bodies that block up a mine, a mine in which men died. They're dead bodies. Wilkes-Barre and me continue to have a complicated relationship with the Susquehanna River. That's my poem, I shit in the Susquehanna River in December. <laughs> Billy Collins, the trip, he was good. Uh, till next time, folks, peace and love, peace and love, beef Jackie. Hey, and don't forget, you can submit your own poems to the podcast at one R poems podcast at gmail.com. I look forward to continuing to explore poetry with you.